What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 91 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, let you know what's going on storyline-wise, what matches went down, and all that good stuff. And if there's any major pay-per-views, if it's big enough, I'll do an episode on its own, or if it's it doesn't come out to be a very big episode. I'll just shove it into the weekly recap. So we'll see where uh, Crown Jewel ends up this week, but it'll be done. So let us start off with Raw. They were in South Carolina this week. We got Ripley, we got Dom, and we got JD McDonough. They enter the ring. Rhea Ripley cuts a promo. She gets interrupted by Sami Zayn, who passionately tells Rhea to shut up. And apparently now Sammy's calling himself Rebellion, and he's taking down the Judgment Day. Oh, fuck yeah. Rhea tells Sammy uh, Priest will fight him later on. Judgment Day go to attack Sammy, but it's Ricochet out for the save. So we move on now. It is Ricochet going up against Dom Dom Mysterio with the Judgment Day. Ricochet chaining some awesome offense together. We got a backflip and Zagiri, a Tajiri-style handspring. Like, oh, fuck yeah. But then, of course, the Judgment Day interfere, allowing Dom to roll up Ricochet, grabbing the tights and putting the foot on the ropes. Are you kidding me, ref? Ricochet was fantastic in this match. I mean, where the hell was Sammy in this one? Like, he was out there, he kind of started all this, Ricochet comes out and defends his honor, and then no Sammy to, to be there for his homie Ricochet. What's what's up with that, Sammy? Come on now. But Ricochet, I don't know, kind of becoming like the Dolph Ziggler, goes out there, sells his soul, he's fantastic, but never wins. And uh, yeah, Judgment Day out there, Dom, pretty solid all-right match. We move on to Alpha Academy with Maxine and Tazawa, who I guess is just officially a part of Alpha Academy now. I'm all for that. That's a good fit. And they're going up against the Creed Bros, who are showing up on Monday Night Raw. Again, this just so much confusion with the Creed Bros. They they lose a match that kicks them off of NXT. They're back on NXT like two weeks later, and now here they are on Monday Night Raw. Oh my goodness, they're all over the place. Anyway, Julius breaks up a pin with a 450 splash off the top rope. How you doing? Chad splats onto a pile, onto the pile with a moonsault. That whole situation was awesome. Thumbs up for that. We got the Creeds. They hit the Brutus Ball, picking up a big win over Alpha Academy on the big Monday Night Raw stage. A really good showing for the Creeds, man. I mean, I love this team. I really wanted them to come up to Monday Night Raw. I don't think this is like them actually coming up they're just up here for an appearance but they should have been up here by now anyway showing off what we already know about them they're ridiculously strong and athletic a fantastic tag team i think they pair very very nicely with alpha academy when the viking raiders are back that'll be good the usos like come on you got to bring the creeds up dog seven and a half out of ten brutus and otis were fun in this match as well good shit we move on. It is Damian, Damian Priest backstage. He is cheesed off at Rhea Ripley for making matches for him. He's like, don't do that. So moving on. It's Miz TV time with the Intercontinental Champion Gunter, or so we think. But instead, it is Giovanni and Ludwig. They come out in Gunther's uh, absence. I don't know where to go with that. Anyway, it's Giovanni and Ludwig. They're out here. 
The Miz goes mostly uh, towards Giovanni, giving him a real hard time. Out comes Gunther, who tells The Miz he has no respect for him. Miz bites back, though, running down his laundry list of accolades and all that stuff. Imperium then destroys the Miz's set. Oh my goodness. Miz fights back, but he's obviously outnumbered by Imperium. They leave. Uh, sorry, uh, the Miz leaves with his tail tucked between his legs. That was a really good segment right there. I, I really like Miz TV. I respect the Miz. I, th- I mean, I have literally. I was there for when he first showed up, when he was on Tough Enough. I remember rooting for The Miz back then. Even back then, I was a Miz fan. But uh, yeah, he, no, he's definitely gone through his ups and downs. But where he is now, I mean, he's a bonafide veteran, one of the best on the roster. And another good segment right here. Maybe Miz goes into it with Gunter. That could be uh, a pretty damn good thing right there. Thumbs up. We got DIY. They are back together in the ring for a tag team match against Imperium. We got DIY. They have not teamed together in over three years. And I must say, they have not missed a beat. Just working lovely together. We got the classic padding on the back and the and the yay or whatever the fuck they do. I, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. DIY hitting, uh, well, what the hell is their name called? What is that name? Uh, meeting meet in the middle apparently is the name of their finisher. Uh, okay, I, I would have maybe come up with a little something better than that. Regardless, DIY puts away Imperium. Really solid match right here. Good, so good to see DIY back. Just please, for the love of God, stay healthy. Moving on, it's Candice LeRae with Indy Hartwell going up against Zaya Lee. Hooray, it's Zaya. Zaya nails Candace with a spin kick, puts Candace in the la-la land. The referee has to stop this match because she just can't wrestle anymore. Um, I don't know. They're they're blurring the lines here pretty good. I hope Candace is okay. I, they might just be selling that Zaya Lee is an absolute unit and can spin kick someone into a new dimension. Um, yeah, so the spin kick of Zaya Lee claims yet another victim. Pretty okay. I'm hoping this is like the beginning of a push for Zaya Lee because I think she's fantastic and they never use her. Moving on, Seth for Rick and Rollins cuts a solid promo saying cry me a river a whole bunch of times. Every time he did it, I went, cry me a river. You know, fucking Justin Timberlake back in the day. Come on, y'all. All right, J.D. McDonough jumps Seth Rollins from behind, and now we got a match. Seth Rollins versus J.D. McDonough. Seth gets distracted by Damian Priest walking down with his money in the Money in the Bank briefcase. He almost gets rolled up by McDonough. Seth rallies. Pedigree. A stomp. Puts away McDonough. Solid match. I mean, McDonough able to show off a little bit of the talent that I know he has. He hasn't really been able to to really blossom just yet. But I I, I love the fact that he's with the Judgment Day. Uh, It's a good spot to be right now in the company. And versus the top dog, he looked pretty damn good right here. So not bad. We move on to the trick or street fight. It is Natalia as some sort of playboy bunny dominatrix thing. I have no idea. Going up against Chelsea Green with Piper as Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. That was a fantastic uh, costume right there. But is it fucked up? Because, you know, Jim the Anvil Neidhart passed away. That's Natalia's dad. Uh, anyway, I thought I'd bring it up. My, my wife laughed at it. Natalia immediately eats a pie in the face. Now, that made me giggle. Nikki Cross is hiding underneath a pumpkin, scares the heck out of Chelsea Green. Natalia powerbombs Chelsea onto a pile of candy corn. Ew, that's that, ew. Who likes candy corn? Come on now. 
gross. Sharpshooter is interrupted by Piper. We got the unprettier nailed by Green. And winning the Trick or Street fight. Fun Halloween theme match right here. You know, it's always good to see Natalia getting a pie in the face. That's fun stuff. It is main event time. Damien Priest versus Sammy Zayn. We got Sammy leaps onto the barricade, nails a moonsault on Priest. Pretty goddamn damn impressive right there judgment day run down to distract here comes jay uso he runs down to help out sammy we got a super kiss uh super kick not a super kiss uh anyway super kick to priest sammy gets dq'd what the fuck were you thinking jay you ruined everything judgment day overwhelms sammy and jay here comes cody rhodes gets into a brawl with damien and the good guys clear the ring we got dual saves by Sammy and Uso, or sorry, uh, dual dives by Sammy and Uso. McDonough saves Damian Priest from getting put through a table, and then poor McDonough gets planted with a crossroads onto the table twice. Not going through it, just planted on it. Ouch. Cody cuts a fiery promo on Damian Priest, calls him a follower and not a leader, and he's going down at Crown Jewel. All right. And that's the end of the show. I mean,. Uh, It's a solid show, I guess, for a go-home Raw heading into Crown Jewel. You're not going to have anything too, too crazy. I would have liked to see a longer match, though, for Zia Lee. Now, again, I don't know if Candice actually got her bell rung on that one. They they really did blur the lines pretty good right there. I couldn't tell. And not as much Halloween stuff or, like, costumes, really, as expected. Like, the Trick or Street fight was fine. There's some costumes there, but not a lot of Halloween theme behind this. I was a little disappointed in that. And then, of course, the Creed Bros, always a pleasant surprise to have them up there. Uh, we'll see if that's, you know, the sign of them to, uh, to stay up on the main roster. I, would, I think they've done everything they really can down in NXT, honestly. So I'm ready for them to come up. Five and a half at the for Monday Night Raw. We'll slide over to NXT 2.0. And this is Halloween Havoc Night 2 now. We got Dawn and Alba Fire. They show up in the Ecto-1 dressed as Ghostbusters to host Night 2. Now, I will admit, it took me about half the show to realize that it was Dawn and Fire and not Shotzi and Scarlet. So... There's that, but uh, nice costumes and the very nice-looking Ecto-1. So, you know, I'm not huge on Ghostbusters, but I am aware of its existence, so thumbs up. We start this show with tables, ladders, and scares. Holy shit, yes. Creed Bros, busy week for these guys, versus Angel Garza and Humberto Cario. Creed's immediately put both Angel and Humberto through a table. How you doing? Julius thrown from the top rope onto a ladder, and Jesus Christ, man, his back is so mangled after that. He really fucked himself up bad there. And then Brutus is slammed through a couple of tables for just massive amounts of bumpage right here. Thumbs up for all that. Julius, like I said, his his back is mangled. Like, the the bruise is getting really, really gross looking. It's kind of bloody. It's uh, It's gross. You know, it's not good looking. Brutus then doing the Terry Funk ladder spin. You gotta love that. Garza is then tossed through a table. Creed's nail Humberto with a cannonball through two tables to win the TLS. There you go. Now that was straight up vicious. That was fantastic. Beginning to end carnage, bro. Like right out of the gate. They are just going right for the weaponry. It was awesome. 
Uh, really not shying away from the ladders or the tables. Gotta love that. And Julius Beck, uh, I guess that was the scares of this match because it was pretty fucking gruesome looking. He took some nasty bumps. I mean, everyone did. Humberto and Garza really getting put on the map right here. And Creed's, I mean, gee, uh, yet another banger right here. Eight and a half. We got a creepy video promo from Joe Gacy saying he is free from the strings. So does that mean that the schism are broken up? I would be down for that. Bring back, um, oh fuck, grizzled young veterans. That shit was dope. Oh yeah. Moving on, Tiffany Stratton versus Valen Henley. But not really because Tiffany jumps Henley before the bell and then leaves. What the heck is going on with Tiffany Stratton? I know she can have good matches, so this is a boo. Thumbs down. We got uh, a fantastic ongoing segment throughout this show with the metaphor playing like Scooby-Doo, going into a haunted house, getting a whole bunch of spooks. We got Tazawa making a cameo appearance. Turns out he just wanted a Heritage Cup match opportunity. We got Scooby-Dar. He says, fine, whatever. And Tazawa makes uh, the zombie ghouls eat Dar anyway. So, yeah, this was a freaking awesome segment right here. You got... Dar and, oh, fuck, what's Mensa? They are both walking around as uh, Scooby and Shaggy, and they had, like, sandwiches the whole time. Fucking good little touch right there. Thumbs up, great segment. We got the North American Championship on the line. Dom Mysterio with Rhea Ripley. Uh, Dom dressed as Ripley's, like, prisoner. He's got, he's all tied up and shit. Fucking really, really well done costume. And he is defending against Nathan Frazier, who is not Australian. Messy springboard DDT, but uh, still an effective bump right there from Dom. I don't know. It just, it was maybe too fast. I don't know what was going on. It was messy. Uh, We got Frazier shoved off of the top rope. He crashes into the announce table. L. Dom nails a frog splash, pins, and retains the North American Championship just like that. Ripley, you know, yeah, she was playing her role in uh, Dom winning this match, but, uh, and not the cleanest performance from my boy Dom Dom. I, I will say that. Not his best match, but still pretty good. I mean, Frazier, nice offense in this one. The high flying was was on point. And, uh, yeah, Dom continues to look, uh, or sorry, Dom looks to deal more damage, but out comes Wes Lee. Yo, what's up? I missed this guy. He returns attacking Dom Dom, holding up the North American Championship. Ooh, okay, so there we go. Looks like that could be uh, Dom's next opponent. I could see Wesley winning that. Hopefully, you know, I think he's been gone for not very long, but he's definitely been gone. Hopefully he can pick up where he left off. He was on fire. Moving on, JC Jane trying to take credit for Chase U winning the Tag Team Championships last week. The family arrives. Oh, looking for their rematch. Oh, Chase U says, or uh, Chase U tells them, it's coming. Just wait a second. So, okay, not, not much of a segment right here. We got Mr. Stone going up against Braun Breaker. Good God almighty. I mean, Mr. Stone is, I mean, he's substantially more muscular than I am, so I can give him that. Uh, Stone dodges a couple of moves, but Breaker catches him, tosses Stone around like a toy. Breaker uh, breaks him in half with a spear, and Braun Breaker wins. Braun not done yet with Mr. Stone, about to squish Mr. Stone with the stairs just like he did to Vaughn. And out comes Von Wagner. He returns. He can walk. He's he's all good. Choke slams Breaker onto the steps. Out comes security security to split up the fight. So there we go. Von Wagner back, but not fully healed. He's still got his head all taped up and shit. But an interesting storyline to say the least. 
Well, t- speaking of interesting, we got Out the Mud. They're doing a video calling out the Brawling Brutes. They're acting very gangster now, you know. Um, all right, then. It's it's really weird, you know. Uh, my boy Reggie, my boy Scripps, he's been all over the place. He's been he's been a dancer, he's been flipping and flying, and now he's straight up gangster. So we'll see how this goes. We got the Women's Tag Team Championships on the line Piper Nevin, Chelsea Green defending against Thea Hale, and JC Jane with Chase U. Piper with a wicked counter planting Hale right on her face. Ouch. Uh, Chase won't let Jane use the, the tag team champion belts to cheat and win. Green plants JC with an unprettier to retain the titles. Oh no. Good match though. I mean, uh, some nice tag team offense right here from the champs. They continue to build more chemistry. Uh, Thea and Jane were pretty solid, but the real storyline is Jane versus Chase. That continues to bubble. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who ends up winning that. So who's Thea going to side with? A pretty interesting storyline. Seven out of ten. Pretty good match. And then we get a quick Lexus King interview. He's pretty charismatic. I like it, but too too short to really say much about it. We got a women's breakout tournament finals match. It is Kalani Jordan going up against Lola Vice with Lopez. Kalani injures her leg. We got Vice is focusing in on that leg. Lopez distracts Jordan. She misses the split-legged moonsault. Oh, no. Lola hits a spinning back kick to the head, pins, and wins the women's breakout tournament. Ugh, don't like that. You know, it's uh, too bad. Uh, shenanigans ended up deciding the winner of this tournament uh admittedly it takes uh, away from what was a pretty damn good tournament overall i thought the finals match might have been the weakest match overall just because of the shenanigans i saw it coming i i was very disappointed they wanted to do it that way um but it was an all right match you know congratulations to lola vice i think she is good i understand she's she's playing a heel so they want to get some heat on her but I don't like the way that they finished that out. And, of course, a strong performance from Kalani Jordan throughout. I can see a bright future for her. And now we got the NXT Championship match. Ilya Dragunov defending against Carmelo Hayes. The third and final, possibly final match. We'll see about that. But the the third match of their trilogy. So both men trading stiff shots right away, getting right back to business. We got a nasty power bomb from the champion. Mello spiking Ilya with a horrific-looking DDT on the apron. Holy fuck. Druganov, you are going to hurt yourself with that kind of selling, but I appreciate it. Thumbs up. Druganov gets his revenge, planting Haze with a Death Valley driver on the apron. How you doing? Champ goes dark mode, ripping apart ringside, uh, delivers a vicious H-bomb on Haze through the announce table. How is that possible? Thumbs up. Hayes delivering a couple of code breakers, goes to the top rope, and then out comes Trick Williams, he comes out on the stage, the music is playing loud, Carmelo is distracted, he gets caught by the champion with a superplex, nails the tornado, or torpedo Moscow, pins and retains, I mean, damn right, man, Uh, yet another uh, great performance from both of these guys. Might have been the weakest of the trilogy, but, I mean, it's it's hard to keep them uh, ramping up in how good they get. But they were all three of them were spectacular. Druganov coming out ahead in this trilogy. I kind of like that, especially considering he's the champion right now. Makes a lot of sense. You got brutal bumps in this one for sure. Stiff shots, of course. Selling was so freaking good, especially from Druganov. He might be one of the best sellers in the business. 8 out of 10, that was a great match. 
little disappointed with, you know, Trick having to come out. It really didn't make any sense, honestly, for him to do that in that moment. So definitely takes away from this one. So now Trick Williams enters the ring, stares down with Mello, but then the tension is cut off by Baron Corbin attacking the champion Ilya Dragunov backstage. So, and that's that. The show ends. So we don't even really get a payoff for that. We're going to have to wait until next week. So again, that, that very, very disappointing. But another strong night for NXT. Opening and closing matches were certified bangage. They were great. And like I said, a bit disappointed with the tournament final, with the shenanigans. Uh, the metaphor Scooby-Doo segment throughout, that was awesome. Great for Halloween, so that was good. Trick and Mellow coming to a head. We'll see uh, where that ends up. We st- I mean, we don't have confirmation if they are going to be enemies after this one. But uh, yeah, really good show though overall. Seven and a half and we're going to be messy again this week. My apologies. We'll go over to AEW Dynamite in Kentucky. Starting off with the AEW International Championship match. Orange Cassidy defending against Claudio Castanole. Claudio smashes Cassidy's elbow on the guardrail. That just, oh, oh, that just looks so painful. Claudio, a nice counter into a swing sharpshooter combo. So good. Claudio is now... Choking the life out of Orange, but Cassidy gets the hands in his pockets, manages to rally back. Fucking hilarious. Orange catches Claudio with a Rana roll-up to retain. Oh, man, and Claudio is just fucking so shocked that he got snuck. He got a roll-up on him. That was awful. Anyway, awesome battle to kick off Dynamite Claudio. Good Lord. Beastly performance countering Pretty almost everything that Cassidy threw at him. Very impressive. And Orange Cassidy, so funny and resilient as always. Et at that, great match. We got Moxley angrily makes his way to the ring. Starts brawling with Orange Cassidy. Whoops the shit out of him. Claudio having to pull Moxley back from murdering Orange Cassidy on live television. Thank you, Claudio. Moving on, we got MJF looking for potential partners for tonight. Jericho says, no, get the hell away from me. Wardlow shows up, slams MJF against the wall, threatening Max. He gon' get him when he least expects it. And and to top it off, here comes the acclaimed. Caster appears yet again offering assistance. Max still says no. Oh, damn it. Throughout the night, though, Acclaim continue their attempts to help out Max, and it is spectacular. Thumbs up for all that. And also, we don't have a Wardlow squash match this week. Instead, we have a threat. So that I, I accept this. This is fine. Ring of Honor six-man tag team championship match. Young Bucks and Hangman defending against uh, Brian Cage and the ga- Gates of Agony. Swerve annoys Hangman, reminding him he entered his home last week. Hangman leaves the match to chase Swerve off. Embassy swarm and outnumbered Young Bucks. We got a nasty powerbomb. Puts Jackson away, and no! Ring of Honor Trio's Tag Team Champions. It's the Mogul Embassy. Damn right, Brian Cage. Finally got some gold around that massive waist of yours. Fucking right. Solid match. A little bit more focused on, like, Swerve uh, and the Hangman storyline or whatever. Matt Jackson uh, throws an absolute temper tantrum, smashing a bunch of chairs. Way to lose, bro. Way to lose. We got Edge having an interview. That is cut short by Christian Cage and Sons. Christian says he's going to retire, Sting, and put Edge in a wheelchair. Oh, oh, that's crazy. 
The Suns are sent to attack Edge. Outnumbered, here comes Sting and Darby to help out Edge. All right. I mean, another good he- uh, heel segment for Christian. We move on. It is Matt Menard and Angelo Parker with, with uh, Jake Haggard versus Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Menard bonks Jericho with his baseball bat. Jericho somehow kicks out of that. Nails the Judas Effect elbow, picking up the W for the Golden Jets. That's what we're calling Kenny, Omega, and Chris Jericho. Because they're both from Manitoba, Winnipeg Jets. I guess that adds up. We got a solid match right here. Uh, It is really strange, honestly, to see Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega team up. uh, Because they've been nothing but enemies since I've been watching AEW. But I really, really like this. Callus runs down. He starts running his mouth. He wants to make it a street fight. Omega announces Abushi will join the squad. Jericho's big man is... It's a giant, actually. It's the big show. Aw, damn it. Uh, show appears, throws a punch, and that's that. Backstage, the Bucks are still having a hissy fit. They're yelling at Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. What the heck? Who's shitting their Cheerios this morning? Goodness gracious. Moving on, women's AEW Championship. Hikaru Shida defending against Willow Nightingale. Oh, baby. Sheeta nails an avalanche falcon arrow. Willow kicks out at one. Oh, snap. She nails the pounce and a Death Valley driver, but the champ kicks out. Wow. Sheeta nails the katana, puts Willow away to retain her championship. Heck of an effort right there from Willow. She got so freaking close. She put, she gave her everything she got. I love that Hulk up that she did throughout the match. That really got the crowd going. And Sheeta, as always, showing off her toughness and resilience as a champion should. Really good match right here. Seven and a half. At the. We got Timeless Tony. She appears again, but Sheeta ain't having that shit. She chases her off. And then the lights go out. Julia Hart appears in the ring with Willow. Sky Blue runs down and just straight up spits in Hart's face. Hart flips out. That was disgusting. I don't want to see people spitting in each other's mouth ever again. Thank you. MJF offered an outfit this time by the acclaimed in case he changes his mind for later tonight. Max is fine, says no thanks. And then it is T Jeff Jarrett, and the entourage ask Max to come to the dark side. And now, all of a sudden, the acclaim don't seem so bad. I mean, pretty fucking hilarious segment right here. Go to hell, Jeff Jarrett. Main event time, baby. It is the eight-man tag, Bullet Club Gold versus MJF and the acclaimed. Oh, yeah, we're doing it. We got Daddy Ass is celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday, Daddy Ass. By whooping his children's ass. That is fantastic. MJF willing to wear the acclaimed theme gear, but still refusing to scissor. What is wrong with you? Max is about to scissor, but the Bullet Club stop it from happening. Boo! Boo! Uh, Max counters the 310 to Yuma, hits the kangaroo kick, but walks into a Blade Runner. Jay White pinning MJF for the W. Oh, wow. And on top of that, he gets the keep. The Triple B. The Bang Bang Belt. Oh, snap. So he doesn't win it officially here, but he gets to hang on to it. So, weird. Entertaining match for sure right here. Uh, Blue balling the crowd with Max uh, refusing to scissor throughout the whole match. That was a lot of fun. Bullet Club beat down Max after we got Caster. Takes a belt shot to the head for his hero, best friend, savior, MJF. 
Caster holds up the scissor. Max still refusing. Oh my god. Daddy ass has seen enough. He's blowing a gasket on Max. He quickly changes his mind. And finally, finally scissors with the acclaimed. Oh my goodness. Thank god. Great moment right here. Thumbs up for that. And that's the end of Dynamite. I mean, just a really good mix uh, for the show. I mean, good, nice amount of comedy, good quality matches, and some funny segments. 7 out there for Dynamite. And now we will go to Rampage. They're still in Louisville. And we are kicking this show off with Penta versus Vikingo versus Commander. Oh my god, I am wet. Commander launched over the ropes, lands on Penta, hitting a Huracarana in the process. Are you kidding me? Thumbs up. Penta with literally one of the smoothest dies I have ever seen. Landing on his feet like a freaking feather, man. Like, wow. Just so smooth. Commander hits a shooting star press, but he lands right into a code breaker from Penta, and that was just beautifully done. We got a gory bomb fear factor on the apron by Penta on Commander and Vikingo at the same time. Bro, this shit is bananas. Then we got a perfect 630 splash from Vikingo. Commander goes airborne with an inverted Phoenix Splash, wow. Penta ends it all hitting a Fear Factor on top of each... Like, he just smashes them on top of each other. It was crazy. And he pins and grabs the huge W. Holy shit. Dude, that was just an insane spot fest. That was crazy. My jaw dropped a a solid three or four times. Like, I was blown away. And I've been watching wrestling for over 20 years. And these guys, literally, I, I I don't think I've seen... Um, luchador wrestling as good as this. This is crazy. Super innovative offense, especially by Penta. He was going nuts out there. And both Commander and Viking go just ridiculous high-flying ability. What an awesome match this was. Eight and a half at that. We move on to the guns with the Bullet Club Gold versus Matt Seidel and Christopher Daniels. Colt gets uh, really some impressive height off of his dropkick. He literally cleared Christopher Daniels. Like, he had to kick downwards. He jumped so high. 310 to Yuma, and the guns pick up yet another W. They cut a little promo after the match, and we move on. It is a backstage segment. We got Soraya putting Ruby back in her place for talking about Timeless Tony. Uh, Ruby's kind of losing her mind a little bit right here. And then they leave. Daddy Magic and Angelo Parker appear to be having some issues with each other. So we'll, we'll keep on with that. We'll see if they end up maybe breaking up or something. Regardless, just I need Matt Menard to have his little meltdowns every week and I'm happy. We move on to Marina Shafir versus Sky Blue. Blue tries to roll over Marina, but she gets caught in a chokehold. I thought that was kind of cool. Sky bites her way out of the chokehold. Nails a code blue for the victory. It's an alright match. It wasn't very long. Not a lot going on in it. Uh, Marina had some nice strikes and a couple nice counters. And Sky Blue adding a bite to her offense. So, uh, yeah. Main event time. It is Trent Beretta versus Danny Garcia. Trent hits a nice brain buster onto the outside. And then he just relentlessly starts targeting the neck of Danny Garcia. Danny... Uh, pumps himself up with the dance. The crowd goes nuts. He nails a pile driver, locks in a crossface, and Beretta forced to tap out. Garcia picking up a pretty damn resilient W. 
Trent with a nice, aggressive performance in this match right here. A solid main event match. I mean, that that first match should have been the main event. That shit was crazy. Uh, Garcia announces he is still a sports entertainer. So, okay, I, 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 I don't really know what's going on with this whole JAS and the not-JAS crowd. I don't really know what they're doing, but all right, he's a sports entertainer, folks. And that's the end of Rampage. Pretty solid show. Like I said, man, that opening match should have that should have been the end because to to start it off that high, it just it really just went downhill from there. Uh, nothing got even fucking close to being as good as that match, but it was still a pretty solid show. Six and a half at that. We'll go to Collision now. They were in Wichita, which apparently is in Kansas. I thought it was in Texas. We got AR Fox versus Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana. AR Fox attacking Swerve backstage. The fight spills out onto the stage as the fireworks are going off. I mean, that was a really, really cool visual right there. AR Fox leaps off the stage, nails Swerve with a splash. Pretty freaking cool right there. Thumbs up. We got an offensive flurry by Fox, topped with a perfect 450 splash. We got a near fall right there. Swerve just throws AR Fox into the corner. He kind of hurts his knee. Nails the double stomp off of the top rope for the W. Fucking sick performance in this match from AR Fox. Lots of unique high-flying moves. And Swerve, really good selling. I mean, he's damn good in the ring. Good match right here. Seven and a half at then. We got the Mogul Embassy and the Tag Champs beat down AR Fox. We got FTR and LFI fight them off to save their friends, I guess. They're not really friends, but they're just... They just hate the Mogul Embassy. There we go. There's there's that. Moving on, MJF cutting a fired-up promo backstage on Jay White for using the Bullet Club to beat him at... Uh, Wherever he beat him at. Anyway, White and the gang bragging about the W. Pretty good stuff right here. We move on to Matt Taven and... Wait, I don't remember. Wait, Taven and Bennett. I don't remember their first names. With Roderick Strong versus McGregor and Brixton. Roddy screams about neck health all throughout. Double team spike pile driver in the kingdom win in a squash match. Roddy lays out one of the guys with a knee, and then he collapses back into his chair. So, Roddy playing this, you know, he's pretending to be injured, riding around in a wheelchair. But he's fine. He's just, he's honestly a little bit annoying. He's screaming all the time. Just like, I don't know. I'm not really into it all that much. We move on uh, to a little funny short interview with Mark Briscoe. He's just talking crazy stuff. Pretty funny. We got Lance Archer going up against Darby Allen up next. Oh, baby. Lance nails Darby with a pounce, sending him out of the ring. Darby hits a dive. Archer throws Darby down the ramp. That just looked very painful. Lance chokeslams Darby to the outside, and he hits the apron on the way down. Like, oh my god, what a gruesome bump. Uh, Jake the Snake about to clock Darby Allen with the skateboard, but the referee catches him and ejects the snake. Darby doing whatever he can. He's biting and clawing at Archer. Hits an avalanche code red and pins the murder hack monster. Wow. Uh, really good to see Archer back tossing around Darby. That was rather entertaining, I must say. Allen grabs a rather impressive victory right here. Literally selling years off of his life. I mean, whew. And I must say, I have to say that that 
that finish, the pin, it was a little weird. Like, uh, Lance Archer just kind of appeared to forget to kick out. So, I, I don't know. It was I don't like when they, they have that, like, the guy pins, like, uh, pins him and he kicks out right after. I don't know. I didn't really like it. Anyway, uh, Jake returns with a couple of new friends. It's Dutch and Vincent. Archer hits Darby with a blackout. And it looks like Dutch and Vincent are joining up with Lance Archer and Jake the Snake. All right. And now it is time for the Day 69 celebration with the Acclaimed. We got a 69 trophy is presented. Everyone's having a good time. And then out comes Dalton Castles and the boys. Interesting. They steal the trophy and then smash it on the ground, destroying it. What the hell? You know Hell Unleashes. A brawl breaks out, and the match is made official. It's a trios championship match. The Acclaim defending against Castles and the boys. Boys take a scissor me timbers. Mic drop. The Acclaim retain. Castles using the boys to do most of the work for him. He wasn't really getting involved all that much. Kind of just yelling and stuff. Uh, a fun quick match. Uh, the celebration was fucking awesome. So funny. Thumbs up for all that. We got Kip Sabian and the Workhorsemen going up against Briscoe, Dustin Rhodes, and Keith Lee. Briscoe, with a bunch of nice suplexes, hits a dive to the outside. Lee powerbombs the Horsemen onto Kip Sabian. We got the Froggy Bow by Briscoe for the quick dominating W. Uh, Briscoe was on fire in this match. Other than that, not, not a really whole lot going on. And now we got Emmy Sakura back again going up against Willow Nightingale. Both women just colliding into each other to start this one off. Emmy screams in Willow's face. That's just pleasant. We got a really stiff Death Valley driver by Willow onto the floor. Youch. Willow nails a really nice sit-out powerbomb for the W. Uh, nice try, Emmy. I mean, oh, I love her so much. She's so freaking awesome. I love that they're using her on a weekly basis right now. And a solid match. I, I really like the chemistry between the two. I, I would like to see these two go at it again. We got Samoa Joe is met backstage by, it's Keith Lee. Ooh, and you can audibly hear the crowd going, ooh, and they have a little stare off. Oh, baby, that could be, that. this could be, if they're going to do that, Joe and Keith Lee, it could be lame, it could be boring, but it could also be the best thing that Keith Lee has done in AEW, so pretty excited for that. Main event time, eight-man tag team match. We got Big Bill, we got Ricky Stocks, and the Gates of Agony with Prince Nana going up against FTR, LFI, which is Roosh and Tristan Vance. Roosh throwing Ricky into the guardrails numerous times. How you doing? We got the Big Bill choke slam. Uh, Ricky's spear out of nowhere on Roosh, and then Starks accidentally kicks his own partner in the face. Dax and Roosh hitting the big rig together. That was interesting. And they also kind of mess it up a little bit. I forget who took it, but they like took it really high and Roosh kind of got the knee in the face. Anyway, it was cool to see. Roosh hits a vicious corner drop kick to grab the W and welcome back Roosh. Great return for him. Absolutely on fire in this match. I love him. Pretty good pace throughout the whole match and a good match. 7 out of 10. House of Black appear on the screen threatening FTR, and then they appear in the ring to beat the crap, beat the crap out of FTR. There you go, holy crap. Uh, Claudio and Yuta out for the save. Claudio tries to swing Malachi, but he gets away just in time. And that's the end of the show. Solid collision this week. 
Uh, some nice returns. You know, uh, Keith Lee versus Joe has my eyebrow raised. And so does Castles in the Acclaimed. I think that could be a really good pairing. We'll see if uh, Dalton Castles is sticking around. I really like Dalton Castles and the boys, so uh, I would be down for that. So let's get confusing. Let's go back to SmackDown. And then uh, we'll do the we'll do the three stars, and I think we're going to throw in Crown Jewel. How's that sound? So we got SmackDown in Milwaukee. We got LA Knight, yeah. Cuts a promo doing his thing, yeah. Roman Reigns interrupting Knight this week, kind of getting his revenge there. Reigns cuts uh, actually a really good promo on LA Knight. Gonna make him a nobody overnight, he claims. LA Knight fires back. Referees separate them before it comes to blows. Uh, pretty well done back and forth promos right here. Roman Reigns much better than he was last week, so I'll give him a thumbs up. We got Kevin Owens going up against Austin Theory with Grayson Waller on commentary. Kevin is whooping Theory until Waller's loud mouth begins to distract Kevin. Theory puts in some offense. KO responds with a top rope fisherman buster, pop-up powerbomb, and a stunner to top it off for a nice victory for his return to the ring for Kevin Owens. So nice KO on fire the whole entire match. I mean, Theory was selling pretty strong. And I'll give it to Waller. He was actually pretty fun on commentary. I I am curious, though, what is the payoff supposed to be for this rivalry right now? You know, Kevin Owens appears to just be waiting for the crown jewel winner uh, between LA Knight and Roman Reigns. So hopefully get him into a title shot. And then A-Town down under, I mean... They're not going to be. They're not gaining a whole lot out of this rivalry with Kevin just getting their asses kicked by him every single week, and they're dealing with a guy who's a single. They're a tag team. Shouldn't they be dealing with tag teams? I don't know. It is still entertaining to watch. I just I don't know what they're doing with this uh, this program right now. It's kind of confusing. Moving on, Chelsea Green, Piper Nevin going up against Shotzi and her mystery partner is Charlotte Flair. Ooh, boy. And it doesn't take Charlotte long to nail a big boot for a super flat victory over the tag champs. And now, of course, she earns a shot at the titles. Of course, it's not Charlotte Flair if she's not doesn't have a title or competing for a title. Lame. We move on. Solo Sokoa and Rome, or Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman in the ring. There we go. Heyman is screaming and yelling, doing his thing. Solo says, enough of that. Bring out John Thena. Out comes John Thena. Solo tells John Thena to say goodbye to the crowd, hands John Thena the mic, and John drops an unreal promo on Solo with half of his voice gone. Love this guy. John Cena's the best. And I don't know, does Solo Sokoa have a lisp? Because I thought I heard him say John Thena, kind of like Mike Tyson. I would love that. Moving on. SmackDown general manager Nick Aldis tells Bailey. Damage Control is barred from ringside for her match tonight. Bailey internally has a meltdown, but EO tells her, you got this. Moving on, it is the Donnie Brooke match. Butch and Ridge versus Kip Wilson and Elton Prince. Pretty deadly. Ridge takes a solid wood barstool to the back. I mean, straight up painful. Come on now. Takes a clunky spilled milk. Butch breaks that up. Ridge powerbombs Prince through the table. We got a nasty crash right there. Butch has a bottle smashed over his head. Pretty deadly put him through a table for the victory. Wow. Uh, the beginning was rather slow and really, really clunky. 
kind of took the crowd out of this match early, and then the ending was good, but the whole match just kind of felt like, all right, we'll get to this spot, all right, set up the next spot, and the next spot, the flow just was not there. Uh, yeah, just kind of a solid, or not that not that good of a, a Donnybrook match. It was a bit messy. I mean, Butch kind of took the the back burner on this one, kind of letting Ridge take over, and I just, I just don't like him that much, honestly. So, yeah, it wasn't really doing it for me, this match. Very disappointing. And now it is time to weigh some men. We got a weigh-in with Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio. And it was as awful as you think it was. It was pointless. It was lame. It was bad. <laughs> Thumbs down. We got Bianca Belair in the main event going up against Bailey. Belair cracks Bailey with her hair. It echoes through the dead, silent Milwaukee crowd. Finally awakening them from their slumber that they've been in the whole entire show to see Bianca nail a KOD to put away Bailey for a W. Bianca sends another message to EO, putting poor Bailey through the announce table with a KOD to end the show. Snap. Um, fuck, man. This show was weak, man. The energy was so low in this show. I know, so. I know that they're going to Crown Jewel the next day, but this SmackDown was filmed a week before, so I'm I don't know why the energy was so low in this one. Like, I know you got a big, long, shitty flight to Saudi Arabia to deal with, and I don't know. The crowd was so quiet. Like Milwaukee, what's up, y'all? Y'all were so quiet. Like, did you even want to be there? I don't know. I mean, Kevin Owens, Bailey, and Bianca, I thought brought it to the show. Everything else, though, like that weigh-in was just such a fucking waste of time. I hate weigh-in so much. Three out of ten for SmackDown. Skip it. It was it was bad. And now let's do the three stars for the week, and then we'll talk about some Crown Jewel. So let's do some shout-outs. We got Sheeta versus Willow Nightingale for the women's title on Dynamite. That shit was dope. I mean, I, I was really glad to see Willow Nightingale, how far she has come. You know, I really wasn't that big on her when she first showed up. Kind of that extremely generic baby face. And now she has blossomed into a very, very good talent. I really like her. Now, and that's uh, good enough for a shout-out, we got AR Fox versus... Uh, Swerve Strickland, that was also a really good match, especially for AR Fox, he was flying out there, want to shout out Hayes, uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Dragunov, the NXT title match on Halloween Havoc, uh, the weakest of their trilogy, but it was still a really, really strong match, if you have not seen uh, any of the trilogy between Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes, it's, it's some of the best wrestling that uh, the WWE is producing right now, so check it out. And now for the three stars of the week. Second star, third star goes to Orange Cassidy versus Claudio Castanoli for the International Championship on Dynamite. That was awesome. What a great match. Uh, Claudio is on fire right now. He is really putting in some good work. He is getting really close to winning some major championships. And he got pretty damn close right here with Orange. I love their chemistry together. Like Orange like, doing his silly stuff, and Claudio, I love his reaction to it, he's just like, oh, stop doing that kind of stuff, you idiot, and really, really good match, uh, good enough for the third star this week, second star goes to Penta versus Vikingo versus Commander on Rampage, might have been one of the craziest fucking high-flying luchador matches I've ever seen, these three guys right here might be the three most talented luchadors outside of Ray Phoenix, like, these three are 
insane. Like, so much jaw-dropping offense throughout and just innovation. Insane. You got to check these guys out. Hell of a match. And the first star goes to... It is the Creeds versus Humberto and Garza. The table, ladders, and scares match at Halloween Havoc. I'm a big old sucker for TLC. And they were. it was a great match. I mean, it really put uh, Humberto and Garza on the map, uh, solidifying them as a great tag team. And the Creeds, I mean, what can I say? I fucking love these guys. Might be the best tag team in the WWE. They are amazing. I would love to see these guys crack onto the main roster and just start going to work. And, yeah, good enough for the first star this week. And now, let us go. Let's talk about Crown Jewel. So, we'll go there. I'm not going to do an uh, extra episode for it because it wasn't very long. I mean, it was long in length, but, you know, we'll just get through this. So, Crown Jewel in Rihad, Saudi Arabia. We got the kickoff show with Sami Zayn going up against JD McDonough. This makes me sad. I mean, I think both of these guys are... Way above pre-show level, but here we go. Uh, We got an awkward fall for JD off of the monkey flip, but he's okay. JD has a gnarly welt forming on his side, though. I don't know what that was from, how he got it, but it was... It's horrific looking. Zayn nails the huluva kick, and then a blue thunderbomb puts McDonough away for the W. Really strong selling from JD McDonough throughout this match. Like, a little bit over the top. Uh, I was honestly getting reminisced of Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam when... Oh my god, the selling in that match. Just check it out. Anyway, Sammy was entertaining. Both trades some heavy shots throughout. The crowd was on fire. They were absolutely going nuts. Solid match. 6 out of 10. Now we go to the main show. We're starting off with the World Heavyweight Championship match. Seth Rollins defending against Drew McIntyre. Drew starts to target the bad back of Rollins. The champ hits a springboard moonsault and then a falcon arrow. Interesting side slam onto the apron by Drew McIntyre. And then Seth with a nice counter into a pedigreed. Seth is able to avoid a Claymore by hitting a super kick plus a stomp, but Drew is able to kick out of that. Seth misses a Phoenix Splash and walks right into the Claymore, but the champ kicks out. Seth needs a pedigree plus another stomp to finally put down McIntyre to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Good match, uh, nice back and forth. Uh, Both looking very strong. I mean, kicking out of numerous finishers, uh, particularly Drew McIntyre. He was kicking out of a bunch. And Seth with some nice counters throughout. I mean, it was a pretty standard match. I don't feel like they went to that next level, but it was still good. 7 out of 10. Damian Priest runs down with the Money in the Bank contract. He's going to cash in on Seth Rollins. But then a hooded person attacks Damian. It's Sami Zayn. Sammy steals the briefcase, runs away, and saves Rollins from Priest. Okay, so, uh, I mean, I I really fucking hate fakeouts, and especially when the Money in the Bank person comes down in an opportunity that you know is just, it, it just wasn't it. Like, Seth was still standing, he was still very much so aware. Like, yeah, he's beaten down, just had a match, but there's better times. So, I don't know, I wasn't feeling that spot right there. We move on. Women's Championship Fatal 5-Way Match. Rhea Ripley defending against Raquel Rodriguez, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stocks. So we have like 8,000 men with cups slowly walking out for Rhea Ripley's uh, Rhea Ripley's entrance. It's extremely long. It takes like 
four or five minutes for all these guys to slowly walk out one by one. And then it's just Rhea Ripley's normal entrance. Like, I don't know what that was supposed to provide. I will admit that Rhea's entrance, just standard, is amazing. She looks amazing. All the women looked great on this show. Like, they're not allowed to, like, you know, show their legs or their arms or anything. They're supposed to stay all covered up. But I thought they all looked really good. All right, so now with the match. Um... With some assistance from um, some super kicks from all the other ladies, Shayna hits a German suplex on Nia Jax. That was pretty good. Baszler uh, locking in three submissions at the same time. I mean, that is impressive. Shayna hits the Tower of Doom, and she is on a roll right now. She is involved in everything. Zoe hits a dive on the outside and then just nails a lovely Z360 onto Ripley, but Jax is there to break up the pin. Rodriguez hits Nia with a butt-ugly powerbomb. Oh my god, that thing was rough. Ripley hits an avalanche, Riptide, smashing Starks onto Raquel and Shayna Baszler. That was sick. Thumbs up. Ripley pins Baszler to retain the championship. God damn. I mean, Shayna Baszler, really impressive performance for her. She was getting involved in pretty much every big spot she was in on it. Uh, Ripley, also really good in this match. I, I just, I love her... Like, her emotions in the ring, her facial, uh, she's so animated all the time. Just all the little things makes Rhea Ripley one of the best in the world right now. Uh, Raquel was clunky, man. Oh, I just, I hate her offense so much. Everything she does just doesn't look as good as it should. I don't like her moveset. Ugh. And, uh, I mean, everyone did get some time to shine. Definitely some more than others. And they gave them a pretty good amount of time. I, I must say it was it was definitely a good uh, lengthy match. No weapons used, which uh, isn't all that surprising with the WWE. But, you know, it would have been nice to maybe, you know, crack someone in the head with a chair or something. Good match, though. 7 at then. And now it is time for John Thena versus Solo Sokoa. Solo very 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 slowly taking apart John Cena we got a little comeback for John um, hitting the classic combos goes for the AA but it is countered into a Samoan drop Cena hits a choke slam out of nowhere I don't think I've ever seen him do that locks in the STFU Solo is able to battle out nails the spike but apparently he injures his hand a little bit but it doesn't stop him from literally hitting 10 more Samoan spikes on John Cena. Solo pins a murder John Cena for a statement victory. Oh my goodness. Solo probably going to prison after that one. That was uh that was a crime scene and John Cena man still can't win a singles match. We're over 2000 days now. Uh this match did uh Remind me a lot of the classic Umaga versus John Cena matches way back in the day. Not quite as good obviously, but yeah, this, this match was pretty fucking boring. It was very, very slow. Uh, definitely more of what you would call like a statement squash match. Um, it should do a lot for Solo Sokoa going forward. Like, to have him squashing a 16-time champion the way that he did. Uh, it's, go- it's going to do a lot for him, but this match was not very good. 4 out of 10. Cena gets a big standing ovation from the crowd as he walks off really sad looking. He doesn't do any retirement stuff, but there's no way he's retiring, man. He's, he's still got so much left in the tank. Now it is time for a Miz TV segment with, I'm going to butcher this name, but here I go. Ibrahim Alma, Al-Haja. 
There you go. Grayson Waller interrupts the interview, has his talk show Waller Effects set up in the ring, trying to steal Miz's airtime. That was pretty good. Ibrahim sides with Miz. They beat up on Waller. Ibrahim hits a people's elbow, and that's that. I mean, um, I can't say that I know who Ibrahim is. I, I haven't watched his movies. He's a... a, a what do you call it? a movie star? I don't know why the fuck couldn't figure out that word. He's a movie star from that area. An okay segment. I mean, eh. Uh, U.S. Championship time. Rey Mysterio defends against Logan Paul. So we got, like, Paul driving a dune buggy around in the sands, and then he drives the dune buggy into the arena for his entrance, and the match begins. Paul is wearing down Mysterio. Hits a nice tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Ray goes for the 619, but Paul counters. Hits a buckshot lariat, but his knee buckles in the process. Paul almost drops Ray on his noodle, but somehow he drops down to his knees and catches Ray Mysterio. Like, oh my god, dude. Like, my back just broke watching him make that catch. Fucking super impressive. And he power slams him on top of that. Thumbs up. Fucking hell of a catch. Paul is heating up with a moonsault slam off of the top. A member of Logan's entourage hands him some brass knuckles. We got Santos Escobar appears to stop the shenanigans. Mysterio hits the 619, but Paul still loaded with the brass knuckles. KOs Rey Mysterio midair. Pins and no! United States champion, it is Logan freaking Paul. Wow, I mean... Uh, I mean, not the best match from Logan Paul. The beginning was really, really slow, and the shenanigans finish is was unfortunate, but um, it was still a pretty damn good match, man. Uh, that catch by Logan was absolutely insane. Like, I am, I am blown away that he was able to do that. Thankfully, he did, or Ray was going to fall right on his head. That would have been bad. Some impressive high spots. We didn't get, like, the big table spot that has uh, kind of been known with the Logan Paul matches. But I like the chemistry between the two. Uh, 7 out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. And I am interested to see... How often Logan Paul is going to be around to defend this United States Championship? Is he going to lose it, like, on Monday Night Raw the next day? Like, is this, what is this going to be? I'm interested to see what they have planned for Logan Paul. Now it's time for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Io Sky defending against Bianca Belair. Bianca aggressive out of the gate. Attack, or, uh, Io attacks the injured knee of Bianca. We got a nice tilt-a-whirl gut buster. Can you tell I like tilt-a-whirl stuff? And a German suplex from Bianca. Bailey appears to distract. Uh, Bailey appears to distract uh, Bianca. Io doesn't want any help from Bailey. She wants her to leave. Io nails a moonsault to the outside. We got a springboard drop kick on the inside. We got Belair hitting a glam slam out of nowhere. I don't know if she's ever done that one before. Uh, Bailey distracting the referee again gets taken out by Bianca. Io accidentally hits Bailey. Belair out to KOD Bailey through the table. Out of nowhere, it's Kyrie Sane returning, attacking Belair. We got the moonsault by Sky, and she retains the championship. Strong performances uh, from both women. Crowd was really giving them absolutely nothing, man. They were so quiet. Uh, really, really sad to see that. 
Nice back and forth contest. Again, the shenanigans were lame, but Kyrie Sane returning is really cool. I, I'm really, really a big fan of her. Solid match overall. Six and a half out of ten. Definitely if we had some some sort of crowd interaction, something out of them, I would have boosted it up to a seven. But the, the crowd was just so quiet. And poor Bianca was trying, man. Like she was she hit a really nice combo, getting fired up. She's like, come on. And like they just gave her nothing, man. I felt so bad. Moving on. Damian Priest versus Cody Rhodes. Priest jumps Rhodes before the bell. Cody turned inside out with a lariat onto the outside. Priest plants Rhodes on the announce table with a reckoning. Here comes Baylor and McDonough arrive to cause a distraction. Priest hits the choke slam, but Cody kicks out. Dom Dom arrives with a chair. Jay Uso is there to super kick the chair into Dom's face. We got a top rope Cody Cutter near fall. Both men traded counters. Cody catching Priest, hitting three crossroads to put him away. Match was fine. I mean, very, very standard. Very something you would see on Monday Night Raw. Just, I don't know, four and a half out of ten. Nothing special. Now it is time for the match we've all been waiting for. Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns defending against LA Knight. Yeah. We got a nice backbreaker by LA Knight. Playing to the crowd for a second, and he walks into a Superman punch. Nana! Roman misses a spear. Knight hits the leaping superplex, nails the elbow. Out comes the bloodline for the distraction. Boo! Roman hits a spear, but Knight kicks out, and Roman is livid. LA Knight hits the BFT, but Jimmy is there to put Roman's foot on the ropes. God damn it. Knight puts Jimmy through the announce table. Roman spears Knight through the barricade, hits another spear on the inside, pins, and retains. Boo. I mean, as always, the bloodline playing a major role in Roman Reigns defending the championship. Uh, Very much so a standard Roman Reigns match. It got all the stuff in there, the barricade spear. It's, yeah, it's, it's the same match we've been seeing for three years now. Uh, LA Knight was solid. Again, like, he didn't really pull out anything that we haven't seen before. A very standard LA Knight match. I don't think the chemistry is there between these two. It's just they're too similar, I think. Uh, hoping that LA Knight is going to get another shot within a reasonable amount of time. I mean, at this point, Roman Reigns shows up once every four months. So, eh, not a good, not good, man. Five and a half out of ten. Just bled. Just not that, nothing special about this match whatsoever. The crowd was there for it, but eh. And that's the end of the show. Uh, some good matches. The the five-way, the fatal five-way women's title match was probably my favorite match. Uh, right there was the Logan Paul match. Uh, th- that was pretty solid as well. Other than that, man, nothing really stood out all that much. Uh, a lot of the show just kind of felt like a typical episode of Raw, which is bad, man. Like, I, I, I we have this big show and all the hype up, all the build up, and then it's basically just an, another episode of Monday Night Raw with a couple of title matches. Like, uh, the show is just way too fucking long. I think it's like four hours with the pre-show. A lot of fluff in the show as well. So many video packages. I don't get why you want to have a fucking pre a pre-show with all the video packages, all the catch you up on the storylines, only for you to replay all the videos again before all the matches. I just, I don't get it. It's a waste of time. You can cut, you can literally easily cut an hour, hour and a half out of these WWE pay-per-views because there's just so much shit on it that doesn't need to be there. And then, you know, 
AEW does it the other way. Like they just shove too much in there. Like it's just there's no time for breathing room. And WWE, there's way too much empty wasted time. So they got to figure that shit out. I know um, Crown Jewel is never really a pay per view that I can peg as something I look forward to or. Or generally, I can't even say, like, how much the wrestlers are all that into it. I didn't see, you know, their performances. They have, again, they have to be on a very, very long flight. They have to be in a very different time zone. It's going to fuck them up pretty badly. So, I know I can give, I'm going to give them a little bit of leniency with the travel and all of that stuff. And I imagine it was a very busy week for them with all the promotion and shit like that. But, uh... Yeah, not not a fantastic show. I mean, if you want to check it out, you can. It's just there's not that much on here that, you know, didn't feel all that special. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. It was okay. It just really kind of dragged on for me personally a little bit. But let me know what you think. Did you watch Crown Jewel? What would you think? Do we think, uh, is LA Knight done now? Like, usually after you lose to Roman Reigns, you don't win the title. That's generally going to be it so we'll see what happens with LA Knight after this if the crowd's still going to be in love with him or if he's going to lose all of his momentum and he's going to be a nobody like Roman said within a month and not really LA Knight's fault it's just the way that they're booking Roman right now I I hate it I hate that WWE for like what last five six years now they've been having part-time champions champions that are here a few times a year and it's it's awful it's a terrible look for the company thank god you got Seth Rollins here doing his thing and Gunther doing his thing but universal champion it's honestly probably one of the lowest prestiged championships on the show right now because it's never defended we barely see it Paul Heyman is wearing it most of the time like I don't know man I'm done with Roman I've been done with Roman for a very long time now and I was all about him for a while there I thought he was amazing for a time there but that time is gone I think he I'm honestly very very disappointed they didn't pull the trigger like the fact that Roman hasn't been around and you got this white hot LA night and you're still not going to, you just, they never pull the trigger on this kind of stuff. So we'll see if it bites him in the ass or if they are going to try and play the long game, uh, put, put, put the title on LA night in a better time, maybe in a bigger spot, like a survivor series, somewhere bigger. I don't know if like, if, if LA Knight won it at Crown Jewel, would we be all that happy? Like, oh, he kind of won it on, like, a, a C show, a D show. Like, it's not that big of a show. Not not a lot of people are all that into it. It's great that they're over there. Like, I love that they're they're letting people in Saudi Arabia, Arabia watch the wrestling. That's fantastic. It's just, like, I don't know. The It's probably because of the really rocky, shady beginnings of the whole Crown Jewel pay-per-view. With, and the, yeah, just... I don't know, man. There's it's it's funky. I don't really like Crown Jewel. Didn't like this show all that much. Don't like Roman. So yeah, not for me. But curious, what did you guys think of the show? What do you think about Roman? What's the future of LA Knight going to be? Is this guy ever going to be a champion, or are they just going to waste yet another guy who was white hot with the crowd and they just don't do anything with it? So. There we go, everybody. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry that it's coming out on a Monday, not a Sunday, but I wanted to get the the crown jewel thrown in there as well as an extra bonus. So there you go. You can have that. And uh, yes, so thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, and doing all that for the podcast. Help the little guy out. And you can also watch these on YouTube if you'd like. I upload all these over on the YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos. The link is in the description. That's a great spot. You want to go over there, drop a comment on the video, ask a question. You want a question 
answered live on the podcast about wrestling, video games, hockey, general questions, go ahead, send in a question. I can answer it for you live. That would be a lot of fun. We can make it a whole segment of the show. Or if you just want to have a private conversation, that's absolutely fine as well. There's an email address. You can send an email. There's a Twitter page. I put up announcements um, for the most part over there on Twitter. I know Twitter sucks and no one likes it anymore, but it's there if you want it. So you can go over there and follow along and all that great stuff. Uh, in terms of the gamer cast, I just did Baldur's Gate 3 last week. Thinking about doing um, like a discussion of the hardest bosses that I fought. Probably going to be doing that this week. And of course, we got the hockey cast coming out this week. Going to be uh, there's some big news to talk about on the hockey cast this week. So you know, stay in tune, stay plugged in with the GX Plus cast, and we're we're going to have some more content here for you. And uh, yeah, so again, thank you everybody so much for listening. We'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus cast. <laughs>